Let's see what's going on in the town of Mansfield. I'm delighted to be joined by Ryan Ellsworth, the town manager. Our monthly program brought to you by Farino Stores Realtors, a family-owned real estate agency in Connecticut that has been serving the housing needs of the Yukon, northeastern Connecticut areas for over 60 years. Mr. Town Manager, good morning. Nice to have you aboard today. Good morning, Wayne. Good to be on your program. Looking forward to some Major League Baseball action here in the coming weeks and months. You think your team will score again? They got shut out yesterday. Yeah, they they usually lay a lot of eggs in spring training, and they want to they want to save the bats for when it really counts. So, all right. So we got a lot of things in your two favorite seasons. We got March Madness in basketball, opening day for MLB at the end of the month. But I suppose there's more for a town manager to stay busy with in March than sports. What do you got that's new in Mansfield? <laughs> well, there's definitely lots going on in Mansfield. But uh, on the topic of March Madness, I. I should say uh, we were fortunate to uh, bring bring the kids to the UConn women's game against Villanova the other night, and that was great fun in, in Gamble as always. But, uh, yeah, so in March, uh, coming, coming right up, actually next weekend, uh, we're going to have the inaugural Eastern Connecticut Maple Fest, and that's, uh, that's being organized by our friends and, and partners over at the Wyndham Region Chamber of Commerce. So that's going to be taking place March 9th and 10th, Saturday and Sunday. Will that be on Maple Road? <laughs> I, I see what you did there. <laughs> this is actually going to be in the uh, the shared parking area between Town Hall and, and E.O. Smith uh, in, in the downtown. So, yeah, March 9th and 10th. It's uh, six hours both days, 10 in the morning to 4 p.m. Um, this uh, this event, uh, this regional event, is, is moved to Mansfield from Hebron, uh, where it was a big draw. And Hebron's going to continue to do their own Maple Fest, I think a scaled-back version. So we're excited to kind of take on this this regional event, which should draw thousands of people. It's a, an outdoor event, going to be lots of family fun, lots of maple treats, of course, as you would expect, food trucks, live music, that sort of thing, kids kids' games and activities, artisans, and all, all sorts of stuff, really. Um, people are also going to get to learn about uh, the history of maple sugaring in our region, which, uh, as the name implies, that should absolutely be uh, central to Maple Fest. It's going to be uh, pet-friendly event and uh, of course you never know uh, i know you, i know you spend a lot of time thinking about the weather you're kind of a weather junkie so who knows what next week's weather will bring but it is early march uh, the weather can be a bit hard to predict but it's going to be fun regardless of uh, what weather we see but the big thing uh, for anybody who wants to come check it out want to make sure people know that there's going to be limited parking uh, in the downtown and most parking is going to be run uh, through rotating shuttle buses uh, people parking on the, the surface lots that uh, Eastern State Athletic Fields, uh, that's one Mansfield City Road. So there's going to be shuttle buses running on a kind of a continuous loop, shuttling people from Eastern up to the downtown area. And uh, we think it's going to be a great event. Really, really looking forward to it. Otherwise, uh, let's see. All right, will that event be a B-Y-O-W event? Let's see if you can keep up with this one. B-Y-O-W? Yeah, bring your own waffles. Oh, jeez. You were on fire this morning. Man, I was going to say, like, apparently my coffee wasn't working. but what... Could have been BYOP, you know. <laughs> yeah, your own pancakes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, how does the maple thing work? Do you actually get to use that maple syrup on some goodies as well? Yeah, well, so uh, one of the conditions uh, for all the vendors, the food trucks, uh, for, for, you know, participating in the event is they have to feature at least one kind of maple-themed item. And so... Uh, you know, it's the it's the chambers event. There's a lot of information uh, on the chamber, the Wyndham Regions uh, website. But uh, but yeah, so we're definitely trying to promote 
maple products and and the history of maple sugaring in our in our region and uh, hope people come and check it out i did i did want to take a moment though to mention uh, something else that um we have going on i know i've mentioned it on your program in the past uh, but we recently finished up a series of community pop-up events uh, in association with uh, our ongoing municipal facilities master planning project and and that's one of the elements of our mansfield tomorrow planning initiatives that i know we we've talked about uh, over the past year. So last week there were a total of six pop-up events uh, hosted at a wide range of uh, community gathering places and I want to thank all the local businesses that, that participated and, and helped us do that. We also had an event at the Mansfield Community Center but there were a couple local coffee shops, a couple restaurants uh, and that was uh, last Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we, you know, we're we're just trying to gather, you know, a lot of public input as much as we can um, from our stakeholders about what they see as the key values of the community and kind of get their 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 read on on our various municipal facilities and, and which ones they feel should be prioritized to receive attention uh, to meet community needs. So uh, there is a survey, and this is what I really wanted to let people know if, if they weren't able to take part in one of the pop-up events. There's a brief survey online right now. It's available on the Mansfield Tomorrow. Org website and the survey is going to be live through March 8th. So, um, so yeah, check it out if you haven't already. Now, is that related to views on development, or is that a separate topic altogether? Yeah, so that's a separate topic. That's one of the. We're, right now, uh, we're also doing a, a planning effort for Northwest Mansfield, sort of a vision and strategy plan for the northwestern part of town, and that's really focused on housing and commercial development and sort of redevelopment, potential redevelopment of that part of town. So that's another one of these major community planning initiatives I referenced. This is focused exclusively on town-owned facilities. So things like, you know, uh, public safety facilities, our senior center, town hall. Uh, what do people think the needs are? Um, what would they like to see happen to, to better serve the public? Uh, we know we have a, a number of buildings that are aging or they were repurposed uh, by the town for some other purpose than they originally designed, so they have a lot of physical limitations. And so just as we move forward with our own planning process, we really want to get community input because uh, obviously we're going to need local buy-in if and when uh, we look to, to go to a bond referendum and move forward with some construction projects. Affordable housing is a hot topic these days. How's Mansfield progressing toward the state-required offering of affordable housing? Yeah, so affordable housing, you know, statewide is certainly a very hot topic in Connecticut, and it's very much a top priority in the town of Mansfield. Um, so, what what exactly? I guess this is always a, uh, can be an area of confusion. People say, "What exactly is affordable housing?" So, this is actually something I want to I want to mention too. So, there there's a working definition of affordable housing. So, it's housing that's uh, subsidized by the government, whether through development subsidies or rental assistance programs, or units specifically that are set aside to be rented at less than 30% of a family's annual income for families that earn less than 80% of the state area median income. So it's not just a matter of housing that by virtue of its, let's say, fair market value is affordable um, based on market conditions. It's actually housing that meets those specific criteria. And, and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of communities across Connecticut are actually actively resisting efforts to increase affordable housing within their boundaries. But in Mansfield, quite quite to the contrary, you know, we're, we actively embrace opportunities for developing 
more affordable housing. We want to make Mansfield more accessible to people of all income levels. We want to have a good supply of housing, of course, that employees of local businesses and their families can afford because that's vital to building a strong local economy. So, you know, we've made a lot of effort or a lot of progress in this front, uh, including the development of an affordable housing plan and establishment of an affordable housing committee and a trust fund to help facilitate projects. So, you know, the state sort of target is uh, 10% of um, of a municipality's housing stock, uh, meeting the definition of affordable. And in 2020, you know, we sat at 6.6%. So we know we have work to do. Uh, the construction of the Eagleville Green Project on South Eagleville Road, which anybody who drives South Eagleville Road and gets near the intersection with Maple Road will see that there's a lot of activity going on there. That project's going up fast, and that's a 42-unit mixed-income uh, multifamily community. 80% or 34 of those units uh, will be affor affordable, and the remaining eight are going to be market rate. So that'll come online hopefully in early 2025. So so we're making progress, but you know there's considerable need for more affordable housing, um, and we're looking to increase our inventory through a combination of constructing new affordable housing units as well as converting existing market rate housing units to affordable housing as part of redevelopment projects. Ryan, the legislative session is having a short session this year, but are there some goals that you are hoping to see as a few outcomes to help the town of Mansfield? Sure. Well, when it comes to activity in Hartford, you know, in Mansfield, we always have to stay abreast of any noteworthy changes in the state budget when it comes to payment in lieu of taxes. Uh, it's also known as pilot funding. That's funding that the state allocates to municipalities uh, with state-owned real estate uh, because that property is tax exempt. So obviously, in, in our case, you know, we're the home to the University of Connecticut's main campus, and so that constitutes a significant amount of tax exempt property. Um, and we want to ensure that we receive a fair and equitable amount of state aid to offset uh, the foregone real estate property tax revenue that, that we don't receive because that property is tax exempt. So um, it's early, but we are encouraged to see, or we were encouraged to see some weeks ago when the governor came out with his recommended budget adjustments for uh, FY25, that they included a significantly higher level of state aid when it comes to uh, both the education cost sharing, or, or ECS as it's often referred to, um, and pilot funding. So uh, obviously subject to change uh, as the, the legislature goes through its own budget amendment process and, and the enactment uh, of a budget always, you know, usually results in something that's different than what the governor initially proposes, uh, but certainly an encouraging starting point. Um, and let's see, uh, I guess other than that, uh, as far as activity in Hartford, uh, to answer your question, um, you know, we're, we're definitely uh, promoting the increase in funding for the state aid road program. You know, that's that's funding that all communities receive by formula, and, and there's concerns, uh, there have been concerns about that funding keeping pace with inflation. Um, like any municipality, you know, we, we look for any uh, new unfunded mandates and want to, you know, see those kept to a, a minimum um, during tough economic times. Uh, we want to see tax credits, if possible, to promote affordable housing, and uh, we want to see municipalities made whole for offering tax exemptions to affordable housing developments. And, and maybe the last thing I'd mention is, you know, we're, we're advocating for removal of statutory barriers to sharing services at, regional, at the regional level. We want to create incentives for regionalizing services. There are economies of scale, for sure, 
when multiple communities work together, work across borders uh, to deliver a service as opposed to trying to provide that same service uh, themselves at the local level. Um, oh, and hey, you know what? Actually, uh, it's a little bit off topic from what's going on uh, in the state legislature, but uh, when it comes to legislative activity, uh, Congressman Courtney has been uh, a champion of a project that we are trying uh, very, very, you know, we're committed to getting funded. It's a it's a 10-foot-wide multi-use trail uh, that would run along Storrs Road from uh, the uh, the Horse Barn Hill portion of campus up to the Four Corners, so there's no existing sidewalk or trail that connects those two areas now, and that leads to a lot of people, uh, very unsafe conditions, frankly, walking along the side of the road uh, on the shoulder if they're trying to get from uh, the Four Corners to the campus or vice versa. And especially with all this new development in the Four Corners, um, you know, the, the amount of pedestrian and, and bike traffic trying to get from one one end to the other, it's only going to increase. And so for a few years now, we've been working diligently to try to get that funded. And Congressman Courtney um, has been an advocate for that, trying to help us get member-directed federal funding to do that. And we're optimistic that um, if Congress is able to pass uh, a full budget here um, in the near future, that that project will be included for funding. That sounds tremendous. Now, a month from tomorrow is the Connecticut presidential primary. Ryan, what's Mansfield's plan for early voting? Yeah, so I know we touched on this a little bit last month, so just to reiterate, uh, in Connecticut, um, the presidential preference primary is going to be April 2nd, and it's going to be 14 hours of voting, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., and in Mansfield, we'll be operating four polling places, a polling place in each of our four voting districts. Um, but yeah, due to due to changes, uh, recent changes in the state constitution, uh, beginning with this primary and then continuing on for all subsequent elections, uh, voters across the state are going to have an option to participate in early voting. And so it's important to note that uh, the state determines the dates and the time frames in which early voting will take place. The Locally, the registrars of voters, uh, it's their purview to decide where uh, the voting location uh, will be, so or locations will be. So in Mansfield, uh, again, Tuesday, uh, March 26th through Thursday, March 28th, and then Saturday, March 30th, um, all 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., that voting will be taking place at town council chambers in our municipal offices at 4 South Eagleville Road. So, you know, obviously, you know, it, it's a, it's an S for, it's a, it's a, it's a worthwhile goal to try to make voting as accessible and remove any barriers that exist uh, to people to participating in that process. And this gives people a lot more flexibility about when and where they vote. And uh, we hope that that'll, that'll boost turnout and encourage uh, our local residents to participate in the primary um, coming up next month. Ryan, I've noticed this, and then yesterday I saw it talked about on Facebook as well, but it's like Christmas lights are still up in Mansfield Center, but they're kind of impressive towers that are illuminated right around Route 89, both sides of 89 there. Do you know what the long-term plan for that? Are are those going to stay up, or they just uh, forgot to take them down? (laughs) No, they – so the plan – thanks for bringing it up. So uh, we – we don't think of them as Christmas lights per se. We think of them as, you know, sort of winter seasonal lights, but also because we have such a proud tradition of basketball in, in this town, uh, we like to keep the lights up kind of through through March Madness and kind of through the, the winter season. It's obviously uh, 
not figuratively, but literally a dark time of year. You know, uh, the, the sun is up in the sky fewer hours, so we're, we're trying to, uh, you know, keep our, our downtown and then the village area and Mansfield Center, like you just referenced, you know, a little warmer and inviting. Um, but we have fielded some questions about that, and uh, we've gotten some positive feedback. We've actually heard from a lot of residents that have said, you know, I'm just happy to, you know, see them them still up. And so so that's our plan, you know, obviously subject to change, I suppose, in future years. But uh, that's the game plan this year. Yeah, I hadn't made the basketball connection, but I, I, I think it's fine. Uh, lastly, any other updates you want to share with us for this month's show? Yeah, I guess uh, just a couple quick things. Um, I think last month when we spoke, I mentioned that uh, we commenced with the town-wide revaluation process um, that Connecticut state law requires all municipalities uh, to complete every five years. So revaluation data forms, uh, they were surface mailed to all about a month ago. And I want to just take a moment to reiterate the importance of having all property owners take a couple minutes to review the form that they received, uh, make sure that the information is accurate, and if there are any changes uh, that need to be noted, please note those before sending them back to our assessor. Uh, the more of these forms that we get back, the fewer in-person visits the revaluation team needs to make uh, to homes to, to, to verify, um, you know, uh, attributes of the home. So it's definitely uh, an efficiency gainer, if you will, if, if people take the time to fill out those forms. And, of course, it improves the, the accuracy and the quality of the data that we use uh, to base our aggregate valuation on, and that affects the tax rate. So we want to get accurate data going in so that we can get accurate calculations uh, coming out. And then lastly, I um, want folks to know that the Taste of Mansfield Champion Award nominations have opened up. Uh, the Taste of Mansfield Champion Awards program, it was initiated to recognize uh, producers, sellers, and, and educators who are leaders in connecting the community through local food, uh, folks that have demonstrated a record of promoting uh, the Taste of Mansfield's mission. And so uh, the public, you know, is invited to nominate people or organizations, so individuals or organizations, um, that sell or serve local food uh, or an agricultural product with a focus on Mansfield farms and farm stands or, or entities uh, or people that have educated uh, customers or clients about where local food comes from through various media, or again, um, folks that serve as leaders or advocates for promoting local food. So if folks are interested in doing that, they can go to www.tasteofmansfield.org. And uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably a wrap for this month, Wayne. You know, I saw on your website, you got a program coming up on Monday at the Mansfield Library at 10 o'clock with Jeff McLean, a NASA solar system ambassador. He's going to talk about telescopes and this upcoming total solar eclipse. That's 10 a.m. at the Mansfield Library on Monday. Ryan, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Go Yankees. Well, didn't have to say that. Ryan Aylesworth, town manager of the town of Mansfield. Our program brought to you by Farino Stores, the trained Connecticut real estate agent specialized in residential sales and leasing, relocation services, and assisting new home buyers. They're happy to provide all the information you need to buy or sell real estate in stores, Mansfield, Ashford, Willington, Wyndham, Willimantic, Coventry, Columbia, the Yukon community, and surrounding areas. 14 WILI, Willimantic, and 95.3 FM.